Welcome to episode number 37 of Become a Guitarist Today with myself, Adam Roach. So in this interview, I talked to Courtney Cox from the all-female tribute Iron Maiden show called The Iron Maidens. So Courtney gives a, a great little insight to how she first started in her time leading up to The Iron Maidens and to the present time with their, their current tour, which they're actually touring Australia in May, June. So check out my notes below in the podcast notes and be able to check out all the dates when they're touring and also more information about Courtney. So let's go over this interview now with Courtney Cox. Hello. Hello there. Hi. How's it going? How are you? Oh, very good, thank going. you. My groceries are all put away, I'm good. Oh, well done. <laughs> <laughs> so now I noticed you started when you were 13, is that right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And you just taught yourself at the start? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm an ear player, so. Yeah. So what made you want to do guitar in the first place? It's kind of a random thing. Like I, I grew up doing the whole, you know, in band, clarinet and all that crap. Yep. Just one day I just went to my father. I'm like, I want a guitar. And he kind of looked at me strange. Yeah. And then, I don't know, I was just drawn to it. Yeah. So you had the other instruments as well. Was it the clarinet? and? Yeah, something? I was a geek. <laughs> <laughs> and then when that wasn't cool enough, you know, heavy metal came in to be. So. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. But, <laughs> I think everyone goes through that to some extent. Yeah. Well, I mean, my brother and I, my brother plays drums. And um, so we pretty much grew up in, you know, starting together all the Metallica songs and everything. So very similar to yourself. Yeah, my brother's a drummer and I wanted to be a drummer oh, really? first. But, you know, my mom kind of cracked the whip on that. She's like, I'm not having two drum sets in the house. No way. <laughs> yeah. no, that's fair enough. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, now, do you remember some of the first Metallica songs that you learnt? I think one was one of them. Yep. I was like really into Injustice for All, so Injustice for All. Okay. Then just like random songs people forget about, like Escape, and I was all over the place. I was just so like, you know, I was the sponge absorbing everything Metallica. And if you didn't like Metallica, you weren't my friend. Yeah. So <laughs> I was yeah. both kids. Yeah. And so you just learned them off um, what, YouTube or and books? No, I mean, uh, back when I started, YouTube really wasn't a, a big thing. I mean, I was still dial-up, you know, yeah. so I, I would just put the CDs on and just keep rewinding and rewinding and rewinding until the notes sounded the same. Oh, okay. That's pretty much how I did everything. Oh, wow. So. Oh, that's good. Well, I, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you pretty much got your technique out of that. By learning yeah those. yeah that, that's you know for me like guitar players i think which you know the the main thing you want as a guitar player is like, you want to be your own player yeah so you don't want to sound like everyone else so i mean technique wise yeah I, i'm probably completely way off but it works for me yeah so. now when you're 15 you enrolled into the paul green school of rock mm-hmm. uh, now can you tell us yeah. because i don't know a lot about that i mean i know about the movie of course and the musical but <laughs> i don't know about yeah, the, the school. You know, when they the the Jack Black movie, they actually before they filmed that, they actually went to the school that I was enrolled in, and mm. I wasn't there at the time. But yeah, they completely just ripped the idea from that. Okay. But uh, it was, you know, and for me being you know self taught and then going into this because I had no friends, so my mom's like, oh, you should go to this, meet other musicians. But they hated me <laughs> because I am that student that you can't teach like I, I never went to a lesson yeah. so basically that what that school did for me was put me out on the road so mm. you know taught me the road how to travel how to deal with the lack of sleep you know criticism mm. compliments you know even like the, the 
the weird side of the business that most people don't realize, like how hard it is, like financially and dealing with people, making sure things are on time, like this whole other world I never thought about. Mm. So that's what that school did for me. And then, you know, I kind of got sick of it because I don't want to say anything too bad, but the, no, the guy good. running it was not a nice man. I'll put it that way. Uh, no, no, it was very, very, very uh, difficult to deal with, especially yeah. at the age that I was. So, yeah. And I was a brat, so, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the way they work it, is it the same? Like they do all the different instruments and get everyone together to do the band? Um, basically, they, you know, uh, you have your lessons if you go to them. And uh, every month they'll put on like a show. Like I think my first one, ironically enough, was Iron Maiden versus Judas Priest. Yeah. And then <laughs> it give you your songs. And then once a week... You know, you meet up with people in that show and you usually have about five different shows going on or something like that. I mean, it's been years. But uh, and then, you, you know, you just you're put on songs with these random kids and you got to make it work. OK, so, yeah. it's, you know, it was basically the mentality was sink or swim in a fun environment. Like, you know, you got to trust who you're playing with or the, the song can't happen because yeah. you all have to work together. doesn't matter if you're the star player, if the other people don't link up mm. you have no song so it was a good learning experience yeah and what were the ages oh i mean i mean even uh, i think around when i turned 18 i actually started teaching at one uh, a school rock in wilmington and i think my youngest student was very very young like six like could barely even like hold the guitar so yeah. that was <laughs> yeah. starting them off really young but i mean the average you know seven to 18 okay. at everyone and you had to play with everyone. It wasn't just like the teenagers playing with, you know, the late teens playing with the late teens. You know, you could be on a song with a seven-year-old. Yeah. They just kind of just threw you into it all. It was really cool. It was it's it was really cool to see the difference in playing and skill without taking into account the age. Yeah. You didn't see age. It was just music, which was really cool. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I'm excited to something similar. Like, I didn't even know about the, um, the Paul Green School of Rock after the movie and I used now, to... now, now technically it's just school of rock because oh, yeah, other <laughs> okay, things yeah. have happened yeah yeah <laughs> uh, fair enough um, yeah because I actually had my own program I ran on the school holidays for the kids mm. called the school of rock programs <laughs> yeah. nice one <laughs> but yeah so it's pretty much yeah, all the, yeah, the, yeah, maybe 10 to 13 year olds and mm -hmm. you know you learn like five six songs and then put them together in the week get, get together mm -hmm. and jam it was, it was really good yeah, I mean, it's a great idea, especially with instruments. It's kind of dying because mm. of game consoles and stuff. Kids really don't pick up music anymore. So it's, well, even with schools, it's disappearing from schools. So having something like that yep. to introduce kids to, it's just great. Yeah, oh, for sure. And even like, I remember when that moved to come out and just after it, a lot of people did want to get back into those type of songs, you know, like the Smoke on the Water and the Highway to Hell, you know, uh, all the riffs. <laughs> the Crazy Train. That's why I yeah. don't go in the music shops because I just can't. <laughs> <laughs> But I can play. Dan, I'm like unplugged. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's right. Um, so yes, yeah, so after that, when you moved to LA, that's when you got the, uh, the Iron Maidens. Yeah, yeah. I moved out uh, 19 because I'm from Philly, and literally the music scene it, it just didn't exist, you know. Mm. And when I was growing up, I was into like the thrash scene that was trying to stay together in Philly, but you know everything was changing into that artsy, mm. you know, weird. And so I got out of there. You know, I left home with a backpack and a guitar and, you know, moved completely across the country. No friends or nothing. And 
at first I joined a, a, you know, kiss tribute for a brief moment to make ends meet. I was ace. <laughs> a lot of makeup, a lot of makeup. <laughs> yeah. And through their manager at the time, I heard that the maidens were auditioning and, you know, that was that. Yeah. So that so, kiss band, was that all female? It was all female, but they had one male that I was filling in for, which is weird, but, you know, relationships and all that stuff, that's yeah. <laughs> that's what hell, like, it's either a boyfriend or this and that. Yeah. doesn't make things easier, but I think it happened for a reason, so I'm kind of glad it went the way it did, because I don't really think I could keep up playing Kiss that long. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, I think you could do more than three or four chords, you know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I mean, if you're going to invest your time and your life into a project, you know, you can't really go wrong with Maiden. Yeah, that's right. Because, you know, from album to album, even just the slight change completely, the feel and skill, and they just, it just keeps changing, which is why the sets are really very hard to, because there's just so much material. Yeah. I can just keep blabbing about it. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, it's great. It's not boring, basically. Yeah, definitely. So growing up on Metallica and then Iron Maiden, do you find their styles very similar, Kirk and um, Adrian Smith? No, not at all. No? No. <laughs> Actually, I mean, if anyone, if you want to compare anyone, it would probably be more Dave because pentatonic and yep. and stuff. But well, Adrian does use a lot of wah now, so I don't know. But no, I would completely just no, yeah. and no, completely separate. Yeah, yeah. Now, <laughs> but Kirk, Kirk was the reason I wanted to play. So yeah, you know. yeah. No, that's really he was, and that's where I got the whole notion of, you know, it's, you know, he's not Steve Vai, he's Kirk Hammett. Like when he plays, you don't have to see him, you know, it's him. Yep. It it's very rare for a guitar player to have that that tone or vibrato, and you just know it's them instantly. Yep. And that's I think for any goal as a musician, I think that's what you want. So, and he definitely has it. So yeah, so by doing that, learning all the Metallica songs, is that how you sort of like learnt your theory as well and techniques um techniques yes i I mean i was always lazy with theory you know i had to in school and stuff and it's like for me my mind i'm an overthinker so when i got to one point in theory it's like even with writing songs i'm like i had to step away from it because i'm like well i can go with this voicing and if this chord on that one i can go that way or this way i'm like okay stop (laughs) (laughs) you know i trained my ear how to hear the passages, the chord progressions and stuff, and hear what works, what doesn't. Mm. And that's why I love, most people probably say I'm wrong, but I, I prefer learning by ear because, yep. you know, you can pinpoint out something. But, I mean, I can contradict myself and say, oh, well, if you're, you know, sight reading and blah, 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 it makes more sense. I'm going to start talking over myself here. But uh, no, that's right. <laughs> I, I just I just think it's, to me, you need the ear and you have to have a strong ear because you need to feel you need to you know and I I know a lot of friends are classically trained and they go on stage and the groove is just not there and you can tell they're counting and doing this and blah blah blah. so it's just listening to the songs growing up I mean and sitting there and rewinding and rewinding and swearing and breaking things but for me it, it just clicked even on a theory level like I know where he's going with this in the scale I know that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I just always push ear playing, and you need your ear. Yeah, no, It'll see. save you more times than anything, <laughs> especially on the fly or jamming. You yeah. just need to know, you hear it before you get to that bar. You need to be a little ahead of it, no, yeah, zoning so, out. 
for sure. It seems a lot of people are doing that though. Oh, that yeah. I've interviewed, you know, a lot of people, yeah, just do it by year. And actually, I think that. one of the best clinics I ever have attended was Greg Howell. Oh yeah. It was GIT. And, you know, so a room full of music nerds. Yeah. And I remember one kid asked about one passage in one of his songs. Why did you pick this note in this scale and this key, blah, blah, blah. And he literally just was like, I don't know. It just sounded good. I'm like, yes, <laughs> yeah. that guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and th that's the beauty of music. You know, and even like what I think Frank Zappa said, some of the best notes are the wrong ones. Yeah. So I think sometimes it's, it's good to kind of experiment and break out of that strict theory and just go for it. You know, you're going to hear something that that person they're going to hear it differently. Like that, they would pick that note. You pick this note, and sometimes it works out for the best. Yeah. Now back to so Iron Maiden. So what? What do you think your hardest song was to learn? Oh. See, I always hate answering this <laughs> because you know, growing up with the songs and being so obsessed with them, they weren't really that challenging for me to learn. Because yep. for me, being an ear player, if I can sing it to myself, I can play it. Mm. I think the hardest thing is playing those songs for two hours straight on stage, running around, sweating, dropping yeah. picks and stuff. That it's it's kind of like a marathon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, if I had to pick one, that's tough. I don't know. Um, <laughs> maybe I was maybe Alexander the Great, just because of all the changing parts and there's that odd time signature part in the middle of mm. when the solos start. I would probably say that one. Yep. But then it comes back to you know trusting everyone else you're playing with alexander the great there you yep, go, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> that's good yeah i mean because i still use some of their songs for you know, lessons when I, when I teach especially the trooper for example mm. just to get those you know, little trills and the, the riffs that, yeah that, that's, like, that's like the smoke on the water for maiden <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah that's right yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah everyone like play maiden song do, 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 do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's other songs man <laughs> yeah for sure so did you say you have taught guitar? Yes. Before? Yeah. And you're still teaching now? Um, I gave it up. I mean, I was teaching around like 18. And for me, it kind of broke my heart because I, I did have some students that I just knew wouldn't get it. And you try and you try and you try. And you kind of know deep down inside, like, you know, they're just going to give it up. And I, I tried so hard with some of my students that it literally upset me. So I kind of walked away from it. Yeah. Especially when you know you're being paid to do this and you can't really go to the parents, be like, they're not going to get it. Stop yeah. forcing them to do it. So that you're kind of, because, you know, when you push someone too hard of it, and especially, and you can tell they really want to do it if they don't want to do it. And a yeah. lot of the kids sometimes you can tell the parents are forcing them to do it, which is a complete wrong thing, especially with music. So it was just, it, you know, it was really hard. So it kind of, I mean, I still, love giving advice you know i teach my friends sometimes if they don't they can't figure something out but uh i think one day i'd, I'd give it a go again yeah, yeah i think probably teaching when i was that young you know you know the heart was really sensitive so yeah yeah for sure it, it's not for everyone you get you know you gotta be you have to have thick skin i think yeah 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 i mean that's my my main job at the moment so <laughs> so, so you know <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i know what you mean it could be, yeah. it could be the best thing or very frustrating yeah. <laughs> depending on the student yeah <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Um, now, to your Australia tour coming up real soon. Yeah, I'm very excited. Yeah. First time. Now, I notice you're pretty much got like day after day in different states. Oh, it's going to be rough, but I, mean, I think we have like a flight every day. Yeah. It's going to be crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Woo, rock and roll, man. <laughs> yeah. So you're going from 
Queensland, New South Wales, Victoria, South Australia, West Australia. Yeah. yeah, I'm staying behind after that for a few days and going to Melbourne and just relaxing. <laughs> I was just going to ask you that. Yeah, are you, are you going to get time yeah. to do that? Because pretty much those, you can remember flying stage, flying stage. Yeah, everyone's so. like, oh, man, you get to tour the world. What's it like? I'm like, I know what the inside of every van looks like at a hotel yeah. and every venue. And that's pretty much it. I don't get to see anything else. They, they keep you going, you know, so. Yep. And have you been here before? No. Okay. It's going to be the first time. Yeah, debut. So I'm really excited. No, you like it, especially Melbourne. Not because I'm from yeah. there, but it's great music. Scene, you know. <laughs> Not because I'm from there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, it's, I mean, yeah, a lot to do here, which is really good. Yeah, I heard good things. So, yeah, I'm really excited about it. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to spend all the money I just made. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, now, with your... So I know a while ago you, you were talking about your original music uh, an interview I read online. This is probably about a year ago, I think. So is there any more mm -hmm. updates on that? Yeah, uh, actually, uh, Young Guitar actually announced a clinic I'm doing today mm. in April, and I'm going to be debuting a, a, my first instrumental track, which is kind of a big thing for me because I'm not one to be into instrumental music. I'm more of like a band type of player. Yep. So and it's cool. I've, I, I got Matt Thompson from King Diamond to do drums, which I'm really stoked about. And oh, wow. uh, one of my heroes growing up Vinnie Moore trading off solos with me so I'm like oh <laughs> it's gonna be really good that's amazing and then uh, after after the clinic you know gonna I'm, I'm playing it as a clinic track so when I get back I'm gonna mix it release that one and then just keep working away at the other tunes and yeah. hopefully find some good players to you know get a band going because uh, like I said I don't like being the forefront with something with my name on it it's just like I want that band like yeah. Pantera where everyone's yeah. a family yeah, that's good. So do you sing as well? Uh, just backups. <laughs> yeah, never give a guitar player a microphone full time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so with your album, with it, be all instrumental or have some vocals? Uh, it's not going to be all instrumental. Like I said, I want to find my uh, David Lee Raw, as they say. Yeah. So, <laughs> which takes time because, you know, you want players where you know, this is the main thing. It's not an option, it's priority. And then, out, you know, out here in LA, you know, every player you know is in about 10 projects and yeah. on this tour, that tour. So it's kind of difficult, but I signed up for this, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Actually, talking about other projects, have you still got the um, the other ones going, the, the Starbreakers and the Femme Fatale? MFAO, yeah. Yeah. Like I said, going back to, you know, Starbreakers, you know, with all of our other bands, they're all on tour. So everyone's like, well, when are the Starbreakers going to tour? I'm like, when I'm off tour, when the singer's off tour, when Nita's off tour. Yeah. You know, it's very hard to, you know, pick a date. But you know, we, it's just for fun. So, yeah. and Femme Fatale, that's more like a festival band because our singer, she's uh, into a lot of production for TV shows and stuff. So a lot of her time goes to that. Okay. But uh, yeah, still trucking along. Like I always forget how many bands I'm actually in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for finding me. <laughs> well, you must must be pretty busy then. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's I do music full time. Yeah. You know, and that's it. It's a very rare thing, so you gotta you gotta stay busy. Yeah, they're pretty much the uh, the main questions I had all about your your playing and your tour down in Australia. Oh well, that, that was that was pain free. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, so like to be more relaxed and about guitar, guitar playing. Yeah, yeah. It's more like chatting instead of you know pinpoint. 
That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Every interview is like, what's your favorite Maiden song? And yeah. <laughs> what's it like being a female in the music industry? Like, you just know the questions are coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's good just to mix up a bit and give around more of an yeah. insight to you and what you're up to, what to expect. Yeah, and get inside my crazy mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool, man. All right, I thank fun. you very much. Um, hopefully, yeah, like I definitely want to try and... I've actually got a gig on that night when you're playing down here in Melbourne. Oh, uh, figures. Yeah. <laughs> do what you got to do, man. Make that money. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> but I finished at 11, so hopefully I might be able to make it over uh, there. We'll probably still be playing. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because yeah. I think we're playing 90 minutes, so yeah, I think you should be fine. Yeah, uh, excellent. And then we do, we do a meet and greet after, so yeah, if you're there, swing by and say hello. Yeah, I will for sure, definitely. All right, well, thank you very much again. Yeah, anytime. Thanks for having me. Pleasure's all mine. All right, thank you. Cheers, man. See you later. No Bye-bye. problem. Bye. Bye. So thank you once again, Courtney, for that great interview. It was a, a great little catch-up, and yeah, it really did feel like we'd known each other for a long time. Look forward to her new original music coming out, hopefully sometime later this year. So don't forget, if you want to check out all my other podcasts, you can go to my website, becomeaguitaristtoday.com, and there you can also see all my different packages I have available for my closed Facebook group, which include uh, guitar lessons and tips for up-and-coming guitarists. And if you do want to try it out for one month, you can do so for free. So the first month, you can have a look at it, try it out, see if you like it, and decide from there which package you like. And if you are enjoying my, my podcast, please feel free to check out my Patreon page and check out all the different packages there available as well. So, until next week, keep jamming.